back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. This is our special edition interview series podcast presented by Meyer Windows, Doors, and More. Meyer Window Doors and More. They are your local family-owned business that specializes in replacement windows, patio doors, and front entry doors, offering a wide variety of product lines and professional installation at straightforward pricing. Visit MeyerCincinnati.com for a free estimate. That's M-E-Y-E-R Cincinnati.com for all your window and entry door improvements. This episode, we interview associate head coach Chad Dollar. Coach Dollar, this is Alex Meacham. Thanks for being on the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Just got up early this morning, got my little workout in, and started watching tape, man, trying to get ready for the next one. That's all. Now, you've been talking a lot about coming to my boxing class, man. When are you going to join? Hey, right after the season. Okay. I'm going to be there. I've seen our players there a couple of times, saw it on social media, saw the sweat, and I was like, man, I need to try that out. And um. But I got an excuse. The season came, so I have to wait till after the season. No excuses after the season. I'm gonna text you now. Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. So, so, coach, I have this this thing that I like to say, and I say, everyone walking this earth is a superhero. Now, some have discovered their superpowers, and others haven't yet. You are a superhero in coaching. And one of your many superpowers is recruiting. What is your secret sauce when it comes to recruiting? Because you've done it at an extremely high level. I, I would tell you, man, it goes all the way back to my, my dad was a high school coach for about 30 years. And it, there was a basketball camp back in the day called BC All-Star Camp. Uh, it was an individual camp that they, they invited the top players in the country to go there, but it was a lot of college coaches that would always attend uh, recruiting, recruiting high school players. And, uh, and that, at that time, you know, I was always around the game because my dad was a coach. And at that time, I really mingled and talked to a lot of college coaches, a lot of high school coaches. And ultimately, any type of recruiting, man, it's all about relationships. Um, and I try to do a good job of building a relationship with different, different type people, different families, uh, different backgrounds everywhere. And um, and I always go back to it's about relationships and um, and building them relationships. And then you work at a, a wonderful university like UC, that makes it even easier. And so you got relationships, you got a great university, they got great tradition, and and that's kind of how it all comes together. Now, how do you how do you identify players? So, you know, when you're at the you know the big AU tournaments, EYBL, Gauntlet, whatever. There's so many players, man. It's like walking into a big nightclub. So how? So for the Bearcat fans out there, how do you identify players? You know, I, I told man, it's, it's it's funny that you say that because I was just talking to uh, another coach in the, in the in the business, and you know, obviously, man, you got to recruit talented players, and there's a lot of them. You go to the different event, there's a lot of talented players out there, guys that can shoot, guys that can dribble, guys that are athletic. But man, I, I'm I'm looking for character, man. I'm looking for guys that got something in them, and that's that's built a certain kind of way. Because uh, in today's world of a transfer portal, or these world of players nil, I'm looking for what's inside them, what's been built inside them from a family standpoint, and then I look at the recruiting stuff too, and come together their talent. So I'm looking at the character as the individual. Then I'm looking at the player and his ability to play the game also. 
and there's so many different levels to recruiting now. You've got the high school, you've got overseas players, which you guys have, you know, a couple of those. You have to re-recruit the own, the players on your own team. Yeah. And the portal. How yes. do you manage through all that stuff? You know, and and again, it's all about I always try to build everything on time management. I try to build it on balance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so from a recruiting standpoint, I look at it as balance. You know, I want, I'm want i going to recruit high school kids. I'm going to recruit transfer portals. I'm going to recruit junior college kids. And then I'm also I'm going to recruit international kids. So we try to, from my standpoint, I try to keep my big key in everything in life is balance. And so I try to have a balance on everything that I'm looking at from a recruiting standpoint. I just don't want to go out there and recruit all high school kids. I don't just want to recruit all the portal kids. I want to have a balance and try to build that relationship and then try to build that team from a balanced standpoint. Now, for the Bearcat fans out there, who are some of the players that you've recruited on the current Bearcat team? Well, you know what? That's an interesting question right there because I really believe this. And you have your lead recruiters, uh, guys that contact people uh, first. Um, but then I, I'm a firm believer, man, great programs everybody recruit yes and, and so like and that's and sometimes in the media and and sometimes some different styles you have a competitive thing going on with you recruit this guy i recruit that guy but i feel just as i feel just as much important i of, of i helped get dan skillings just as much as coach morgan and coach morgan was the first guy to recall dan skillings but then at the same time i went to always at you games too I talked to him on the phone. I went and got a haircut one time at his uncle's at his uncle's spot in Philly, you know. And it was vice versa with maybe another kid or a Jizzle James, for an example. You know, I was the first to, to contact him on the phone. But then when he got on campus, Jay Thielen did a great job on campus, showing around what UC was all about. And then, um, and then hey, then you got then you got Coach Morgan that took a hand with his dad, you know, and spent time with his dad on campus. So I really believe this. Yes, you have your guys that are your lead recruiters. And I just named one like Jizzle Jane. He's he's the first person I called on the phone. But I would tell you this was another assistant that saw him first. And another assistant passed him off to me because he thought I would have a better relationship with the kid. But he the one that saw him first at an AAU tournament and said, Chad, that guy's a UC kid. And I said, okay. And he said, but you need to call him because you probably have a better relationship with him right off the top. And that's what great staff is all about, man. It's all about everybody coming together as one. And, and that's what we try to do. And that's what Coach uh, Coach West Miller does a really good job of making sure people understand that. I, I love that, a, t- a team effort. And la- last question, okay? I want you to recruit me. Oh! Right? I'm a six-foot shooting guard out of Roger Bacon High School. I shoot it from deep, like Steph Curry deep. Right. I'm not saying that's why I'm just making this up. <laughs> I like it. I like it, though. <laughs> so I want you to recruit me right now to the University of Cincinnati. This is our initial call. Initial call. Yep. The initial call. Yes, sir. You ready to win a national championship? Ooh, yes, sir. You ready to go <laughs> to the final four? Yes, sir. You want to play for the best? Yes, sir. You want to be at the best? Yes, sir. Hey, you want to be want to be Xavier? Oh, absolutely. You <laughs> see? I love it. Hey. <laughs> I mean, where, where do I sign, coach? Hey. First call. Instagram post up later today. Oh, no, 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 no. It, man, honestly, man, it's you see, man, it's 
I was a I was a graduate assistant at Southern Miss, and um and and uh, UC was in the same conference at the time. And man, I used to come here, man, as a graduate assistant. I used to see the fans, the support, <laughs> and we just rocking. And they just a tough minded uh, kids, tough minded coaches, the grit. And man, that's what I'm all about, man. I'm all about that, man. I, I wasn't that when I played ball, man. I wasn't the quickest guy. I wasn't the most athletic guy. Uh, but I had, I had the young folks. I had to get it out the mud. <laughs> and, uh, I ain't, I wish I knew that saying back then. I would definitely start it off and, and, and pattern it. I would, but I had to get it out the mud as, as a basketball player and as a coach. You know, I had to start off at a, at a Division II school, uh, volunteer assistant, and just kind of work my way up in the coaching ranks also. And so, and, and, and I, that's what Coach Miller's about. That's what this program's about. And, uh, and so we all about it. And that's what I love about UC. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. Hey, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. I've been waiting for this opportunity, man. I appreciate it. Now, we, got no, more, we got more for you. Now, hey, for sure. hey, now, I we appreciate, appreciate you wanting to spend some time with us. We definitely appreciate it. No, it's all good, fellas. I appreciate y'all now. Cool, cool. So, JT here. Um, man, you must have been reading my mind because you segue right into the question I was going to ask you. So, last year, I think it was last year, you posted that you played in the high school, like, all-star game. And there was some heavy hitters on there. Um, <laughs> I did. Steve Logan. So do you have any memories of that game? And then also I was going to ask you to describe your game too. So it was a um, one of my good coaches friends. It was, it was my, one of my best friends in the business, uh, Charlton Young. Uh, he coached at uh, Missouri right now. And uh, so we all, we all started off, man, at this basketball camp. Again, it's, it's a little different now. We had AAU, but the basketball camps was kind of the thing then. And it was a, it was one of the best camps in the country called Five Star. And Five Star had different different locations. And the location I went to was in the, it was in Pittsburgh at Robert Morris campus. And um, and so I was fortunate enough to make that all-star team. And man, I, I posted there once in a while because it was a lot of dudes that made that NBA that was really good. And I was, and so but the crazy part about it, Charlton Young had the sheet of the All-Star game because one of the coaches that he used to work with was the our high school head coach at the time. He coached us in the game. And so we had, you know, Allen Houston and them guys and Danny Hurley. I'm like, man, I had to throw my name up there, you know, because the older you get, the better the stories get a little better back, you know what I mean? For sure. So, for sure. so nah, it was, uh, it was really, really, you know, it was just – it was all about basketball, man. It was a great camp. And, um, and again, that's how the foundation of coaching and being around the game started from that camp. You know, it was just like camps like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a, I saw that list. I was like, man, I ain't no coach. I was putting it down like <laughs> and, that. And I'll tell you, man, I was, I was, I was not a great shooter. I can shoot now, though. Okay. I, I, I can shoot now. <laughs> I, I can really shoot now. I could not shoot in college, but, I would get the ball with to the guys that needed to get the ball. That's how I was able to play. Cause I right. would make, I was a pass first point guard back then in the day. You could be, you know, run the team, get everybody involved, throw the lobs. You know, I was, I was that type guy. So you was leader. You was a leader point guard. There you go. Yeah. So now that you can shoot, are you the best shooter on the staff? Ooh, boy. I mean, this is on live. <laughs> <laughs> man, I might get five, man, because Coach Miller thinks he can shoot. So you know, yeah, that's why I asked that I, question. I can get everybody on staff but him. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it that way. I, I, 
I talk. I don't get everybody. I put everybody on. I put them up. To, everybody but Coach. I let Coach. Everybody but Coach. Coach. Have to ask you offline and see what see what you feel. Yeah, right exactly, now. exactly, exactly. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So, uh, Coach Dollar, I'm going to take a little bit of a spin of this. This is something that we did last year with Coach Miller on this podcast. Was we're now that we've talked to you about your little background in basketball, we're going to talk about your background and some things you like to do outside of basketball. So. Now that you're getting adjusted to Cincinnati, this is the third season you've been here. What's been some stuff you like to do outside of Cincinnati in the community and whatnot? Well, you know, I, my um, my daughter goes to Walnut Hills. And so uh, my my pastime is actually just watching her play softball. Um, she plays travel softball and, and people that are involved with travel softball or baseball, you think basketball is bad. Good God. They, they go, I mean, they all over the Midwest playing. And so when I'm not not recruiting or, or not doing something related to basketball, I'm usually following her around and uh, helping her with her game and, and things of that nature from a softball perspective. So that's kind of how my pastime go. And then now I, I saw that I watched college football, but we ain't going to get into that because me and Coach, we get to arguing about that. But <laughs> but no, nah, but softball, I'm usually kind of a softball dad and sit in the outfield and just kind of watch my daughter play. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great – Great thing to do, as always, spend time with the family. But now that you've been here, we got a lot of stuff to do in Cincinnati outside of spending some time. It's our favorite restaurants, favorite things to do. I know Coach Miller last year said he likes to get out, play a little bit of golf. He likes to go watch some movies by himself sometimes. What about you? Is there something that you like to do in that kind of realm as well? You know, I I, I love going. I go, to all, I go to different restaurants in town. I do that. I do that probably too much. I need to eat at home more. But but uh, I do like, you know, the Cincinnati community is great, man. They have different different type of restaurants here that that I enjoy. I try to try to be variety wise. You know, I try to try Skyline Chili. You know, everybody say you got to try that, you know, in the boathouse. I mean, it's, it's a lot of different places here, man. The food is great in the area. And so, yeah, I, I step out to the different restaurants and try to have something to eat and and things of that nature. But then most of the time I'm at home, man, and, and just with the fam and, and just trying to get this program back where it needs to be. Awesome. Well, I'll throw it back over to Meech now. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast interview series presented by Meyer Windows, Doors, and more. Yeah, Coach, so you you, you said something a little bit ago about your, your, your daughter. And, you know, as a coach, you're creating families. And, and these players that you coach become family to you. Yes. Become father figures to many. Yes. But your most important coaching job is being a father and a husband. Can you talk a little bit more about your family? Yeah, for sure. Um, like my um I have uh, three kids. Um my son is actually a, a coach at the University of Richmond. Uh this is his first season there. Uh then my daughter worked for the Shriners Hospital and she uh does a sports media relationships. And so she does a lot with the Shriners Bowl. The, they had the uh, tournament in Charleston, the NASCAR, uh, the golf tournament in, in Vegas. And then my youngest daughter goes to Walnut Hills. Then my, my wife is from um, she's from Richmond, Kentucky. So that's not far around. And her immediate family stays in the area also. So our family family's good, man. It's, you know, that's uh, the backbone to any, any, any man or any coach at, in this profession is that they have to sacrifice a lot mm -hmm. uh, for you to get where you need to be. And uh, from every step that I made, uh, they've always been there with me. 
uh, for every move I made, they've always been there with me and they've always supported me. And I, and I've always appreciate that and, and, and love their support. Now you said something about earlier about balance with recruiting. How do you deal with the demands of coaching and being a father slash husband when you've got a coach like Wes Miller, who's not married, no kids. And he's like, go, go, go. How do you maintain that balance? You know, that's, um, I talk about a lot with uh, with some some of the coaches on staff and things of that nature. You just have to really in, engage your family in what you do, um, you know. And so, like, they always at the games. Um, and sometimes when I go local recruit, they come with me to recruit locally. Um, and so, just engaging them in, in in your everyday aspect of what you do. I mean, it's been sometimes I have to a. Hey, I got a sky report and you typed up. Can you type this sky report up for me? You know, and so, you know, it's always things that you can do to engage them in what you do. And by doing that, they feel a part of what you're doing also. Now you talked about your, you know, your father was a coach, um, you know, your brother, Cameron, we've got to talk about your brother. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a high level player for UCLA. And I, I remember watching your brother. I believe I was a senior. They, what they went at 95. They won it in 90, I think in 92, 95, 92, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I thought I was like a towards the end of my high school career. Yeah, it might have been like 95, something right in that way. Yeah. And I and I just I and I remember I remember him very well because I believe he he kind of stepped into, I think there were some injuries to the team. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. for for your brother. I, I don't know that they win that championship, right? No, no, for sure. It was um he, he went to UCLA, man, and it's crazy because the coach told him, you come to UCLA, you're going to be a backup. Uh, and, and so he said, okay, I'm going to take that challenge. And um, and so he went there, and, you know, we we from Atlanta, Georgia, and he goes all the way out to L.A., and uh, and he gets acclimated to the West Coast. And and so at the time, he was kind of like the sixth man on the team. And, um, and then in the Final Four, uh, Taz Egni, kind of broke his wrist mm -hmm. and um and so they ended up winning the game anyway and then but he tried to play in a, in a national championship game against arkansas and back then arkansas they was 90 feet of we know right. what i mean they pressed like crazy uh, and, and so oh yeah and so uh ties checked in for like like one minute and couldn't dribble i mean his, his wrist was all messed up and, and so our brother subbed in and um and end up playing most of the whole game because they had a really short bench that year. End up playing the whole game and they end up winning the national championship. But he credits man, he he has a lot of great stories about that, about how they won the national championship, how the team was together, um, and the coaching staff and, and things of that nature. And I try to utilize some of the stuff he tells me uh that helps his team win a national championship. Now, now what's your relationship like with your brother and growing up? I know I have an older brother. You're older than Cameron, but my mm -hmm. brother's seven years older than me, and we used to have backyard battles. And if it wasn't for my brother, you know, I don't think I would have made it to the level I did playing basketball. He taught me so many things, being that older brother, being sure. hard on me, but still showing me that love. Talk about the relationship with your brother Cameron and growing up in the battles playing hoops. Yeah, that was always something, man, uh, because, um, you know, back then you would go to the park, you know, a lot, and, and, and people – like now I do a lot of individual instruction. Back then you just play. You just go play. You know, you go to different recreation centers. You just go play. You go to different parks and just play. And he always would come with me. And um, and so being the younger one, you know, he had to fight. I mean, he had to fight a little harder. And so 
I think that really instilled a lot of his uh, his competitiveness. Uh, that really instilled a lot of his fight, just being the younger one all, all the time when we used to go uh, play and we used to go to camp still. He was always the youngest one. And so I think that really helped him and, and put a foundation in him. And then my dad decided to do something different with him. Um, and he sent him to prep school. Um, and so I think that really helped him too. He played for um, one of the legendary coach named Stu Vetter. And Stu Vetter, he coached Kevin Durant. Um, and, and his program was unbelievable. And, and so I think Stu Vetter and a guy named Kevin Sutton, uh, that was, a, um, I think Kevin's now is at IMG, but he was an assistant coach at that time. And he was one of, he wanted one of all time best prep school coaches. Also, I think them two guys really set a really good foundation for his success. You know, you just said something and I want to ask you this real quick. Um, mm -hmm. the, today's player, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, they have individual trainers. I think today's players are as skilled as they've ever been. Mm -hmm. However, when I was growing up, when you were growing up, a lot of it was just street ball. We were out there yeah. hooping and, and yeah. we learned so much instinctively. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like some of that? Because these kids don't play street ball anymore. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and there's I think there's a component that's missing in today's game because kids don't play street ball. Do you agree yeah. with that? Yes. And I, I think it goes back to one of the very first things I talked about when we started talking. You got to have a balance. Mm -hmm. And so like if if you can get your because there's some really good workout guys out there that really, really understand the game and really know what they're doing and they are really good at what they do. But then you also got to play, you know, and so I always tell guys when I recruit them and guys I coach now, like, yes, you got your guy that works you out, work on your fundamental, work on your skills, but do that in the morning, then go play in the afternoon, you know, or yeah. vice versa. And so I think the thing that can really elevate kids now because there's so much, there's so many good basketball coaches out there and good workout guys out there. If you can have a balance of getting your workout in, then find you a good organized type pickup game where you can play a little bit to show to hone them skills you just worked on with your individual coach and put them in live play. And so I think the key to that is, like I said earlier, is balance. I think that's a big key. I agree 100%. JT? Yeah, coach. So um, going to switch it over. I see the, I see the banner in the background. With the Jordan yeah. Banner. So question, do you do you have a favorite pair or pairs? Nah, you know what? I'm getting them. Hey, what I know this, Coach Morgan is our is our is our gear guy when it comes to Jordan. He loves Jordan, but he he's educating me every <laughs> single day on Jordan. The one, the one I didn't even know that, but the flu game, everybody got the shoes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The flu game. Them the ones I like. Okay, they're my favorite right there. I told Cole I need to get them because the players love them. They yeah, see me with them, they like coach, 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 <laughs> like that. So them my favorite pair right now. That's my favorite pair. So with you being a recruiting all-star, um, how 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 much how much ammunition do you feel when you go into these living rooms with the Jordan? Now you got the Jordan brand back in a nice school, a great school like UC. Yeah, it, it's big, man. That was one of the biggest things that uh, 
our athletic department and, and Coach Miller did is, you know, giving us in, back into the Jordan brand. It just goes to tradition, man. I mean, it's UC, man. You know, man, you yeah. you see, you think of Jordan brand. That's what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I, nothing against the other brands and nothing like that. But when you think of UC, you think of Jordan brand. And, and that helps and that resonates with the kids. Yeah. It resonates with the families. And, and things of that nature. And so, yes, I think that really um, helps, man, when you walk in there and they say, oh, okay, yeah, I, re I remember when Kenya Martin and them guys were that, you know, were that Joe and Brand and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. Cool. Well, Neil, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, Coach, so you have a long coaching background. Obviously, you came to the University of Cincinnati from Georgia. Just talk about coaching in Fifth Third Arena a little bit and how historic of the venue that is and just the feelings you get walking out on that court every day here at the University of Cincinnati. Yeah, that, you know, that's, uh, again, it goes back to, I told you when I was a GA, I, I had that, them goosebumps uh, coming in here and, and playing um, when I was at Southern Miss as a GA. And, and it's, it's, man, the support we have, man, is unbelievable. And, and I've been to a lot, of, uh, a lot of different universities. I've been blessed to be able to coach at a lot of different places for a lot of good coaches. But, there's not many times, man, we walk out there and we don't see that support and feel that support. And that's special. That's really special. It don't matter who we playing. I mean, my first year we had um we had to find an opponent at the last minute. We found a D2 school and it still was packed. And um and so now nah, it, it's special, man, and the support we have here. And uh, I'm just thankful to be here and thankful for all the support that we have. Awesome. Now we talk about that briefly. What's been some of your favorite memories as a coach here in your three-year tenure at Fifth Third Arena, some of the favorite games and environments you've coached in so far during this time span? Could you repeat that? You kind of you broke up a little bit. Yeah, so being here in three seasons now, is there any game in Fifth Third Arena for you that has stood out personally that is like, man, this environment's crazy? Is there one that kind of tops others and stands off the chart a little bit for you? I, I would tell you this. Um, it Man, the games <laughs> – it's been so many, you know, some good memories, but the one that was really special to me, man, was Dave Julius' uh, last game um, um, when he played. And, and it, it really was a – it was a really good – it was a game. It was an environment, man, but it was just him finishing his career and how much UC meant to him. And just knowing where he came from when we first started, when we first got here until where he ended up, it just was uh, – a special moment for me uh, because the kid really worked hard. He really bought in what we was trying to do uh, as a program. And he went through a lot of adversity and he got where he wanted to get to at the end of his career. And so that, that game always would stick with me because um, I was ended the way that he wanted to end that, that last home, that last regular season home game. So that was a, that was a really special moment with me, man. I, I just seeing the joy on his face, um, and the pride he had of wearing the UC uh, uniform. Yeah, absolutely. So now we turn the focus to the Big 12 this season. Obviously, we're talking about a historic venue here in Fifth Third Arena. What's some of the venues you're looking forward to in seeing this uh, upcoming season? Obviously, you have to go on the road quite a bit, see some good venues, some good crowds. What's some venues you're looking forward to checking out that's on the schedule this season? Well, man, we got a lot of good places to go, and um, and, uh, and it's, it's going to be a, a – a tough challenge, but we we're excited about the challenge. But uh, the only I, I've coached for, for several years, but the only place I've never been was Kansas. I never been 
never been there before. So um, you know, I'm looking forward to playing in that atmosphere. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I'm not going to be in awe of it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, bringing the UC uh, team in there and, and seeing uh, what we were able to do. Does it make it feel a little bit more special for that game, especially since that's the uh, Big 12 9 o'clock game slated for that game? Big 12 tip-off going to be right there on a Monday night there in Allen Fieldhouse? Well, you know, it's always going to be special, man. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, I, I try to take it, man. I'll never forget COVID, man. When I was COVID year, I'll never forget that year when we was in the SEC tournament and we was at pregame and, and they said, whoop, you done. And so what that meant, that really, sometimes people say, man, last game, play every game like it's your last game, coach every game. That was really, that hit me. And so, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be special, man. You know, 9 o'clock ESPN, Kansas. But, man, I, I'm telling you, I'm just excited about and more excited about going playing Saturday. And then I'm going to get after that game, I'm going to be excited about playing Bryant, man, because every game, man, you just don't know, man, it's, like I say, that year, man, when they told me the season was over with, I couldn't go to the gym no more. I couldn't – like, I would never forget that. And I always try to take every practice. I remember that when every practice I have, every game I have. But So, yes, it's going to be special. But I, I try to make sure, man, every game, every practice is special too. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. So, so Coach, uh, for Bearcat fans out there, the expectations for this basketball team, a college basketball season's long. Um, they often say that the first eight games don't look like the last eight games in a college season. So for Bearcat fans, what are the expectations for this team? By the time we get to March, what should we be looking at from this team? You know, one, one thing we want to try to do, we got this thing here, man, and, and you, you probably know, we try to drop, every practice we try to drop pennies. And what that, what that kind of stabilizes, what that means is, is try to every single day to try to get better. And so in some days, you know, fortunate enough, some days we don't drop the pennies, but for the most part, we've dropped the pennies in this little jar and every individual player has a penny. And so our expectation on the season, man, is try to get better every day, every day, try to build on it every single day and try to get better. And as we get, as we continue to get better every day, I'm very confident that our season will end the way we want it to end and it will get to where we need to get from our expectation standpoint. Uh, but we try to make sure we we just take it day by day, get better every single day. And like the old people in my backyard say, they try to saw wood, man. They try to get that, saw that wood down every day, every day to get better. And the end results will be, will be happiness. Love it. Love it. Well, keep that balance, coach. Keep that balance all through life and recruiting. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I really do. Yeah, we appreciate you for coming on with us, too. And I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Absolutely. I'll see you at practice here soon, Coach. All right, but y'all take care now. All right. All right, fellas, man, that was a great interview with Coach Dollar. I love hearing him talk about balance, you know, recruiting, family, and all that. You know, balance is the key to life. And I'm glad to have him part of the program. Anything that stuck out to you guys, Neil, JT? Yeah, absolutely. And I think he really emphasized the key tones of balance in, in all aspects of life, whether it's on the court or off the court. And that that's huge. That's a key thing that you have to remember uh, as an adult or even as a human being in this world. You just have to remember to have balance. And no matter what you do, you just have to have the balance in your craft. And overall, it was really great 
and impactful to hear how he handles himself with the balance on and off the court. And it was just great to kind of hear that because then you can take some of that balance ideas that he gave and you can impact it into your everyday life. So it was great to hear how he balances everything, whether it's on the court, off the court, and just overall in life as well. Now, Neil, that's a uh, balance, you know, in life, not when you're at a frat party doing a keg stand, right? That Not that balance, because I know you've done that before, right? I have not actually done that before. You've never done not. a keg stand? No, no. Okay. I, you got to have good balance. Doing it but you got to have good balance when you do the keg stand, okay? I got you. I got you. So, you know, JT? Yeah, man, I thought it was cool. I, I just thought Coach Dollars just seemed like a real down-to-earth guy. It's the second, the, the balance part. But, you know, you did the recruiting pitch, quick recruiting pitch. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, <laughs> he was straight to the point. And then his history on who he's recruited, it just makes it, it understands why, you understand why the Bearcats are doing so well in the in um, in recruiting as of late. And also with that with that staff, I feel like he's he's a guy that he, he will hook, um, get somebody else involved, you know. So I just think like his, like you said, his balance and his um, his understanding of people. It seems like he's just a real people's person, and he understands that that staff. I feel like they work together so well, and he's just like a perfect example. Once you talk to him and get to see how his inner, you know, his inner workings work, I thought it was just dope just for us to be able to uh, pick his brain for a little bit. Hopefully we can keep him around the program for a long time because we Man. need with this recruiting, right? For sure. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast interview series presented by Meyer Window Doors and More.